welcome to the Lifted Warrior Podcast. My name is Cameron, and I am ecstatic to have you here. Have you ever thought to yourself, where can I go to get biblical understanding of my life's issues with tools that I can apply easily? Well, this is your podcast. Once a week, I will impart wisdom and strength about topics concerning daily struggles and Christian values with a biblical foundation. What you will receive is strategy and be encouraged to get up and remain in the fight to live a life submitted to Christ. I've only got 20 minutes to serve you, so let's go. Welcome, guys, to our first ever episode. I am so excited, if you can't tell. Um, Again, my name is Cameron. And on this journey, I thought it was so important for us as we um, begin to model out different life's issues and begin to give biblical understanding on those things. It's so important that we first start with the basics so that we can build from there. If your foundation isn't, isn't secure, if your foundation isn't solid, then nothing else that you do is going to matter. So the basics of being a Christian is honestly just being a follower of Christ. And in order to follow correctly, you have to do what the person you are following did. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at some basics of what Jesus did. This first series is going to be our modeled after Jesus series. Um, and this first episode is about prayer. Um, I know you've probably heard so many things about prayer, and it's a, probably a dead horse to you. But we're going to look at a couple. We're going to look at it a diff, couple of different ways, and I hope that this is able to impart some strength into you. So first. Um, One thing that Jesus constantly did was pray as we strive to be more like him. Something that we have to do is begin to pray. The Bible regularly talks about um, Jesus either getting up early to pray or stealing away after ministering to a crowd to pray. So why was this so important to Jesus? Why did he regularly get up go away from the disciples or regularly leave the crowd that he just got done discipling to go pray. I thought about that. And this is a couple of things that kind of stood out to me. The first thing is, is that it's a place of intimacy. This was an act of worship for Jesus. This was a place where he can go and have open dialogue with his father. Secondly, it is a place where we are transformed into who God has made us to be. So, Being able to be in an intimate place with God, being able to have that place where we're just able to sit and worship at his feet and be able to just glean from him, learn more of who he is, and in turn, learn more of what it is that we're supposed to do on this earth. It allows us to constantly be in a place of striving after purpose or even in a place of continual purpose. And this is what we see in Jesus's life. He was constantly in a place of purpose, no matter where he went, no matter what he was doing, purpose was always his intention. It was never after serving himself and it was never after being able to relax or have this great life, be able to say that he did all these things. It was always pursuing purpose and the purpose that his heavenly father had given to him. So let's define what prayer is. Prayer is a way that you can show adoration and worship to God It's a place where you can petition God for things to happen. And it's also a place for instruction and revelation. It's a place where God is able to open up your mind to things of the spiritual world and show you exactly what it is that he wants to do or what he's pursuing to do through you in this earth. What prayer is not, it is not your magic genie to get what you want. 
And it's also not the last resort after you've tried everything else. A lot of us treat prayer this way, though. Um, We go to prayer like Aladdin and the genie, right? So we go in and we rub the little lamp and we're thinking like, God, if I just pray this prayer, then everything that I'm asking for is going to happen. But that is not the purpose of prayer. I would say more so what prayer is, is to get your mind set on what God has already intended to do in this earth. So knowing that what prayer is and why it's important, how is it that Jesus prayed? Because we know that Jesus did this regularly. We know that this was an important part of his life, but how did he pray? So the first thing that stood out to me is that Jesus prayed effectively. And I mean this in two ways. I don't just mean that when he prayed, things happened. I also mean that when he prayed, he had a specific intention of what he was trying to achieve through that prayer. I can prove this by when the disciples asked him, how shall we pray? The prayer model that he gave them was so detailed, but it was also very pinpoint. He first started off by giving adoration and worship to Christ. Then he said that he wanted to bring God's kingdom down to earth, that his will would be done and that his kingdom would come. After that, he asked for 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 mercy for his transgressions, right? And then from then on, he asked for his daily bread um, and amen, right? So Jesus was very intentional in the way that he prayed. And in this intention and in him not going to God asking for different things, in him not going to God asking to receive certain things or just asking to be, asking just to be asking really, or asking with a selfish intent, but with the intent to bring God's will into this earth, he was able to be effective. And speaking of being effective, another way that Jesus was effective in his prayer was that he did not pray aimlessly with loose words. And what I mean by that is because he was so specific in what he was praying for when he prayed or he had a purpose every time that he went into prayer, he was able to stay on that purpose. And once that purpose had been fulfilled in his prayers, He moved on. A lot of times what we do personally in our prayer lives is we don't have any aim when we go into prayer. And so random things get brought up into our minds as we're praying. And we find ourselves at the end of prayer, not even honestly, not even realizing what we prayed for. We don't know if we were effective in our prayer. We don't know if what we prayed for um, comes to pass because we don't remember because as we're praying different random seeds are coming and distracting us in our prayer. We have to be aimful so that we're able to be effective as we pray. Secondly, how Jesus prayed, he did this as an act of worship and supplication. So tell me if this has ever been you. You've been through your whole entire day. You've gotten to the end of the day. The kids are down. Um, you know, you spend time with your wife, you've eaten, and now it's time to go to bed, but you get a little ring from the Holy Spirit that you haven't prayed today. Now you're given this five minute prayer that doesn't have any meaning behind it just to say that you did it. And it's because we treat prayer as a task and not as a way to really sit and be with our Holy Father. But Jesus did the complete opposite because he was able to fully conceptualize the being of who God was and that he was a good father and that he wanted to sit and sup with him. He was able to achieve this. 
And because he was able to treat his prayer life as a open dialogue, an open invitation to sit with Jesus, I mean, excuse me, to sit with God, he was able to remove another common thing that we do without realizing, and that's avoiding treating prayer like a slot machine. So a lot of times when you and I go to prayer, we're going to God like, God, what else can I do for you? God, what is it that you have for me to do today? God, God, where can I be effective for you today? Instead of going in and simply sitting at his feet, right? Instead of being able to just sit before him and say, God, I just want to, you know, learn more about you. I just want to, I just want my eyes to be open to you and to who you are. We're doing everything Except for that, we're asking God, 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 this over here is messed up. God, I ask that, I ask that you would um, that you would move this. God, I pray that you would give me strength to be able to to change this about this city, or to be able to change this about the nation, or to be able to go to this uh, to this country and to be able to preach your word. When God is saying, "I'm not going to send you anywhere because you haven't been sitting with me in prayer," right? And I, I, I give you this story. So you have two sons, one, right? Son one, we'll name him Bob. Son two, we'll name him Sam. Bob, anytime he comes to his, his father's house, he's only asking for tasks that he can do because he knows his father has a kingdom. He knows his father is a, a wealthy man. So anytime that he comes to his father's house, all he's doing is trying to get a task so that he can go out, accomplish that task, and then be able to say how great he is or how great the things that he has done versus giving uh, glory and giving the honor back to his dad. Where Sam, what he does is anytime he comes, he's really just looking to sit with his dad. He's really just being wanting to get to know him more, wanting to see how can he service him? How can be a, he, how can he servant be a servant to him even just in his house versus trying to get tasked to be able to go out? When it's time for this father to have something important to do that he can't do himself, that he needs one of his sons to go do, who do you think he's going to be more inclined to give this tax to? Is he going to give it to the eager son who doesn't really know his heart? Or is he going to give it to the son who's been sitting with him at his feet constantly, never asking to do anything, but just wanting to know him more? The answer is simple. He's going to give it to the son who has constantly been at his feet, constantly been trying to get in, get into a deeper relationship with him because this is the son that knows his heart. Too often we go into prayer with the notion of trying to get missions or trying to get tasks or trying to get purpose from God. But until you are able to sit and know his heart in this intimate place, what you're asking for is... I'm not going to say it's wrong, but what you're asking for is almost illegal because you don't have the proper tools in order to walk this thing out. Lastly, Jesus treated prayer very privately. If the bulk of your prayer is on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or on Facebook Live or whatever it is that you do, if that's the bulk of your prayer, you're doing prayer wrong. And I'm not saying that you're doing prayer wrong because what you're doing is wrong, but I'm saying that you're doing prayer wrong because prayer is a intimate thing. There should be many prayers. There should be most of your prayers should be ones that you don't want anyone to hear. And when you get into the mode of praying more privately, when you get into the mode where your purpose in prayer is not to be 
not to show how great you can pray, not to show how deep you can pray, not to show how you can shift the atmosphere through your prayer, but to really be intimate with God and to have that be a private place, that's when you'll be able to see things move because of your prayers. The authority that you've been begging for, the authority that you've been asking for in your prayers when you pray for other people or when you pray um, on Sundays or, again, whatever whatever mode of um, service that you have, if there was no private prayer throughout the week before that, your authority is going to be weak. I'll give you another example. So you have you you have person A and person B. You go to person A on behalf of person B in order to get them to do something that person B needs. However, regularly when you go to person A, you never spend time with them. You never ask them how their day is going. You never give anything back to them. You're always taking and asking them for, to give more and more of themselves. Would they be inclined to give person B anything? Very simple. That answer is no. And the reason the answer is no is because they are not going to want to replicate another person like you who is not able to be intimate with them. Also, a reason why they're not going to say yes is because you have no weight or influence in their ear because you don't know them truly. Yes, they've done a couple of things for you. Yes, God has blessed you a a, a plethora of times. He's died for you. He loves you, but he does not know you. You have no weight or you have no influence in his ear. So when you go to pray for someone else, because you have not spent private time with him, nothing moves. So as we wrap up, I know this was really quick and really fast, but as we wrap up, there's a, there's three things that we talked about that I really hope sticks out to you. The first one is that aim to be effective in your prayer. And what I mean by that is before you go into prayer, you should have a set target, a set target of what it is that you're praying about, a set target of what it is that you want God to do, or even just a set target of what it is that you are looking to accomplish by sitting with God. Set that target. Aim for that target. And once you hit it, that's it. Don't spend extra time in prayer because you think you need to pray for five hours or you think you need to pray for a certain amount of time in order for God to move. Secondly, prayer is not a slot machine. You don't just sit down at the foot of God, pull this little lever and expect to get a gift or expect to get a mission or an assignment for him to accomplish for you to accomplish in him. It's a place of intimacy. It's a place for you to go to be transformed into his image. And lastly, I just said it, but I'm going to say it again. This is a private place of intimacy. If the bulk of your prayer is you praying for someone else publicly or you giving exhortation for, you know, your ministry, you're doing prayer wrong. Let's get back to the heart of prayer which is a private place with God where we can be changed and created and fashioned into who he has called into who he has called us to be. That's my time. So, Hey guys, I really appreciate you guys for coming along on this first ever episode. Prayerfully something was able to bless you. Um, so as we close, I just want to pray for you guys, father, I thank you for every heart that has listened today. 
Father, I ask that you would bless them tremendously. I pray that they will begin to view and look at prayer properly so that they're able to see you and witness you greater. I pray that they get into an intimate place with you that is not able to be shaken by anything else and that their their want to know you and see you outweighs their want for you to do something for them through their prayers. Lastly, next week, we're going to be talking about consecration. So please come back. I'm excited to keep this thing going as we begin to model ourselves after Jesus and what he did. You don't want to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. See you guys next week. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening through the podcast. If you want to continue to build your foundation in Christ, I need you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you would like to support the ministry, just click the link in the description. Until next week, stay lifted.